Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again. And I'm going to, uh, to interrupt uh, our series that we've called From Unbelief to Belief. Uh, I'm going to interrupt it uh, uh, two times per week for the foreseeable future. Uh, we're going to post on Tuesday mornings uh, a devotional simply titled, entitled Unpack or Unpacking uh, the Sermon uh, from uh, the previous Sunday. And so uh, this past Sunday, uh, we uh, preached from Acts chapter 17, uh, beginning in verse 16 through 34. So if you want to turn your Bible there uh, to that passage, begin, Acts 17, beginning in verse 16. Uh, so we're going to just make some comments uh, related uh, to uh, that particular sermon. Uh, if, you were, uh, if you're not uh, attending North Clay, you didn't hear, hear the sermon, uh, that sermon is available on a number of our different platforms. Uh, uh, you can get it uh, on our Facebook page. You can go to our website, uh, northclay.org, and you can find uh, our sermon inf information if you'd like to, uh, to hear that, that sermon. Uh, but uh, I would like for you today, as a part of what you're doing for your devotional uh, practice, uh, to read uh, the portion uh, that we spoke on Sunday uh, from Acts 17. And I'm going to read a small portion of that text and go back and say a few uh, additional things or maybe bring some clarity to a few points. Uh, as I mentioned uh, in announcing this uh, on Sunday, uh, I often feel like that uh, maybe I wasn't as clear as I should have been on particular points in a sermon. And you leave the church and you go, gosh, I wish I'd have said that. I wish I'd have said this. Maybe sometimes even I wish I hadn't said this, that, or the other. And at times I get questions uh, that people ask. And we have invited uh, people, you, uh, that if you hear the sermon and uh, there's a question that uh, it prompts, uh, be sure to email us uh, either on Sunday uh, afternoon or first thing on Monday morning uh, because we record these devotionals typically on uh, Monday uh, soon after uh, lunch. And so uh, if we can get them before we record, we will try to give uh, attention uh, to your particular questions. I did get one uh, question uh, from yesterday. I'll, I'll speak to it here momentarily. Uh, I don't think I can answer the, the question exhaustively. Uh, but it was an interesting, uh, fascinating question uh, that was asked. So um, let, me, let me read uh, three verses from the text and uh, call attention to, to several things uh, from uh, the sermon, if I, if I may. Uh, from Acts 17, beginning in verse 16, Now while Paul uh, was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. So... Uh, he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. And then uh, over in verse 32, uh, now when uh, they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, but, but others said, uh, we will hear you again about this. Now several things, uh, just, uh, uh, just to remind you, uh, Paul is in the, the middle of uh, what we usually speak of as his second missionary journey. 
Uh, he has made his way over into Europe, having uh, seen this vision of the man from uh, Macedon or Macedonia. And uh, he comes over to the Greek uh, peninsula. Uh, he makes his way across the Ignatian Way, uh, going to various cities in the north, including Philippi and Thessalonica. Uh, having been forced to leave Thessalonica, he makes his way south uh, to the city of Athens. Athens being um, uh, the uh, the great one of the great cities of the ancient world, uh, but certainly uh, was in decline. Rome was in its ascent, uh, and so really the center of the political world would have been Rome, but maybe still to some degree. Uh, Athens might have still been the center of the academic world. It certainly uh, had a tradition of uh, philosophy and um, um, uh, a tradition of uh, the development, cultivation, the nurture of, of great thinkers. And so uh, Paul goes to the city and, and we're told uh, that he was really disturbed that, that that the the sight of the idols and all that was represented there in the city uh, was terribly disturbing to Paul. He understood what was going on in idol worship. He understood uh, that uh, there were demons involved, that it was um, a, a debased uh, uh, reality. It, it was uh, involved all, all manner of uh, depravity and debauchery. And so that disturbed him that people were enslaved uh, by uh, these evil uh, systems. And so uh, he preaches the gospel as was his normative uh, procedure uh, in, the, in the synagogue. Then he begins to speak to these uh, philosophers, uh, to these uh, scholars uh, at Mars Hill. And uh, you can see there, and uh, I mentioned uh, in the sermon, uh, I'm not sure to what degree these were really high-level academics and scholars as much as maybe uh, uh, pseudo hangers-on, uh, blowhards, uh, faint facsimiles of the great thinkers of past uh, generations. Uh, but uh, whoever and whatever they were, uh, Paul spoke directly to them, spoke directly uh, to uh, the reality uh, that they were uh, worshiping an idol, an unknown God, and he was preaching the God who could be known, the God who was known, the God who had revealed himself in his son, uh, Jesus Christ. And so this is uh, what people often point to as a great apologetic sermon, a great defense of the faith to an unbelieving Gentile pagan uh, world, and, and it is. And uh, uh, it we, when we're speaking to the unbelieving world, uh, and increasingly we're, we're speaking to people that, that have uh, no or little knowledge of the Bible, of, of uh, the God of the Bible, of His Son Jesus Christ, and, and so we have to um, instruct at, at some level, and at times we have to dismantle some false presuppositions. And one of the things that you, you can think about, and in, in athletics, sometimes coaches will speak of working on uh, the technical aspects of the game or the sport and the tactical aspects of the game or sport. Uh, in a, a game like football, the technical aspects would be something uh, like catching or throwing a football, or blocking or tackling. Those are tactical aspects 
of the game, and you have to be able to do those well. But there are also tactical elements uh, to the game uh, as to uh, what play to run if you're on offense. Do you do a running play? Do you throw a short pass, a long pass? Uh, what alignment do you utilize? All of these things are strategic or tactical. And so in the technical realm, as far as uh, the gospel and apologetics goes, uh, you, you must know uh, the biblical material. You must understand the gospel and uh, you must understand the points of contact uh, uh, with who you're speaking to. Uh, I think at some level uh, it's, it's great if you have if you can understand the unbelieving mindset and understand its flaws, its holes, but it's not absolutely necessary uh, because uh, in our technical mastery uh, there is this truth of the gospel and it's mentioned here uh, in verse 32. Uh, that everything was going fine in some sense in this uh, discussion between Paul and the philosophers, uh, and then he gets to this business of the resurrection, uh, the call for repentance, uh, the truth about a resurrected Savior. And so um, we may not be able to unpack all of the uh, philosophical errors uh, that uh, people make and all the errors in people's worldview, but what we can do is proclaim Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, who has been raised from the dead. And that is a fact. And uh, there's so many ways to document and prove that, that um, uh, I think that uh, for most of us, that, the, that assertion, both in terms of being provable, but the assertion in the sense of the gospel of the resurrected Christ is the power of God to salvation, is the power to give uh, sight to eyes who cannot see, who are blind. It's a bit like this. If you argue with a blind person at midday that it is daylight, they cannot see that sun. They may believe you or they may not, but they have no way to know for sure if it's light or day because they are blind. They cannot perceive it for themselves. And so in, in a similar way, in the spiritual realm, the unbelieving world is blind to the obvious truths unless God opens their eyes. Then the tactical aspect again, uh, to decide how much, uh, how, uh, how much can a person handle uh, at one time, how, how stringently do you argue for your truth and dismantle their false presuppositions. Uh, those are all tactical decisions and uh, you know um, you can uh, destroy their arguments but you can also destroy any uh, hope of communicating with them uh, in being uh, obnoxious or rude or something like that. So those are tactical decisions that you make. Uh, always remember, uh, let me move on very, very quickly, uh, that uh, any philosophy, any worldview, any religion, uh, there are a number of questions that must be answered. It must be answered well, accurately. Uh, the question of origin, where did we come from? Well, the Christian story has what? The story of creation. This is how we got here. Uh, the question of purpose, this is why I am uh, here. Uh, the question of meaning, this, this is uh, uh, what I am put here for, and, and this is why I, I live in the way uh, that I do. The question of destiny, where am I going uh, after death? Is there anything beyond death? Uh, the, the question of pain or sorrow or suffering, evil. Uh, why, why is the world so, so difficult? Uh, how do I live? in view of all of these things. So those are great questions uh, that we can utilize 
as a part of, of speaking to us. Does your worldview adequately answer all of these things? And I would say to you, the gospel of Jesus Christ perfectly answers all of those. And so uh, it is only in Christianity that the pain of the human heart is addressed. Uh, there's a term uh, utilized sometimes called the existential angst. Uh, it is this idea that we ache to know the truth, we ache to know the Creator, the source of all truth, and our hearts will ultimately be restless. Some people will talk of a God-shaped vacuum. Uh, Augustine said our hearts are restless until we rest in Thee because we were created uh, for You. All of those things are, are true. And, and so uh, it is only the Gospel uh, that solves the greatest questions of life and of the human heart. And so. That's just some extra thoughts on Acts 17. I hope you find it useful and helpful. And uh, uh, we'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.